into every generation, a champion is born. One contestant in all the world. A chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the arcane knowledge and the torture of the hot seat to stop the spread of the ignorant and the swell of their number. They are the champion. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm welcome to a very special guest to the hot seat this week. We are taking a brief hiatus from the tournament proper, although we'll be playing under tournament rules. For those of you who may have uh, been following me on Facebook or perhaps checking out some things I may have posted online, this week, as I am recording this episode, is my 20th wedding anniversary. And no, this is not the present for the 20th wedding anniversary. However, I thought, hey, she's never been in the hot seat before. She wants to be in the hot seat. She needs to be in that hot seat. Not going to be part of the turbo proper because that just smacks of nepotism and favoritism. We're not going to do that. But why don't you all meet my guest, the very lovely and talented, my wife, Sarah Mass. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think I technically live in the hot seat, but uh, it's all yeah. good. <laughs> this is this is going to be a very unusual thing. Normally, I get to be cruel and 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 horrible to my guests, and then uh, you know I get to hang up and don't have to deal with any repercussions. I have a feeling I might be in the hot seat before this one is said and done. Very possible. The tables could turn. You could also be making your own dinner. So hey. <laughs> Ah, uh, nobody wants that to happen. So uh, before before we move into the game uh, proper here, why don't you give everybody, you know, yes, you're my wife, but you're much more than that. Uh, why don't you give everyone a, just a brief biographical blurb. Just tell everybody who you are, what you do, and why you do the things you do, and why on earth you ever agreed to marry me. But, well, you don't have to go that far. <laughs> uh, sure. Well, I am an interior designer by trade. I am... A proud uh, band parent, as are you. My world sort of revolves around our boy. And other than that, uh, I'm just a boring old 80s chick. <laughs> uh, far from boring, but yes. <laughs> far from old, yes. But uh, 80s chick? Absolutely, I can verify that. Uh, we shall see what whether that's going to be worth anything <laughs> in terms of the questions here. Which, much like our regular tournament questions, uh, are randomly selected so they're nothing to do with the fact that you're in the hot seat these questions that just uh, so far as the this that and the other the fungo the guillotine all chosen at random uh so cannot blame me for any of that look we're just going to get started here with the this that or the other not the first last and everything although i could have changed it for that that's our wedding song for those of you who don't know but uh <laughs> Are you ready uh, to hear your categories for this, that, or the other? 
As ready as I'm ever going to be. Go for it. Indeed, you'll never be more ready. And oh, yes, again, perfectly not chosen for you. But we shall see how we do here. Oh, no. Sarah, your <laughs> don't don't panic, don't panic. Your this category is guns, guns, brands of sure. guns. Uh huh. You couldn't have gone with gruns. I know a lot more about gruns than guns. <laughs> guns, it shall be. You're that. <laughs> Not 80s, no, a little bit older than that. 70s detective or cop shows. 70s detective or cop shows. Hey, okay. it's TV, somewhat in the wheelhouse. And the other, that would be cameras. All right. I dabbled in photography. I might be able to pull this off. We shall see. We shall see. So uh, you know how it works, but in case someone is listening for the first time, I will tell you all. I know, I know. Sarah listens to every single episode. Every single episode, absolutely. Uh, sure, I do. <laughs> uh-huh. um, she's listened to an episode or two. Uh, <laughs> uh, you have listened to at least one episode, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, I've listened to a few. All right, so uh, I'm going to give you those three categories. I've done that. Check. All right, then I'm going to read off a list of ten items. Of those ten items, uh, you are going to then take those items one at a time and try and place it in the correct category. If you do so, you will receive one point however be careful some items may in fact fit multiple categories you will only get your point if you correctly state all of the categories to which each item fits two things i will promise you i will do the dishes wait no 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 no. two things related to the game that i will promise you uh each item does fit at least one category uh no shenanigans in that regard i'm not going to go ha 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 fooled you because i value <laughs> my life <laughs> no shenanigans in that regard also these 10 items are being pulled at random from a larger list of items so do not try and use game theory to f- try and figure out hey all these have been in one category so obviously this one can't be in that category it can be because uh, you know that's just how this works here you ready right. I'm as ready as I'm going to be, as I said. Okay, the last thing that... uh, You're going to be more ready, because the last thing I need to tell you before we start is that this is auditory in nature. I do not spell any of the answers, uh, but because I'm not spelling it, uh, homophones, homonyms uh, are a fair game in terms of figuring out perhaps it is multiple categories or not. All that is preamble to AJ, get to the first one already. (laughs) Guns, 70s detective shows, cameras, item number one is... Glock. Glock. Okay, so I definitely know Glock is a gun. I do not believe there is a detective show or a camera, so I'm going to go just gun. Just gun. You've made it work. <laughs> just gun, because Tim, gun. Uh, <laughs> Tim's not going to be one of the Tim's not going to be one of those. That would that would fit, but anyway. Uh, no. Correct. One for one. We're going to move on to number yeah, two. Yeah. Item number two is Browning. 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 I believe Browning. Let me think about this. It's definitely not a detective or a cop show. So I do believe, though, it is a gun and a camera for some reason. Now, is that correct before I say final answer here? Browning. Browning is definitely a gun. Do I feel like there is also the same company made cameras for some reason that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense? Ugh. I'm going to go guns and camera for some reason. Guns and cameras for some reason. Well, perhaps that reason is because it is guns and cameras. Well done. There are browning cameras. There are browning guns. Uh, Two for two. It's hard to pull the wool over my wife's eyes. (laughs) We're going to move on to number three. 
Number three is Rico. 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 <laughs> of course, all that pops into my head. Rico Suave. Rico is definitely a camera. Spelled a different way than Rico Suave. Is Rico an 80s detective show? Now, is it the name of the show or just a cop on a show? So it would just be uh, the name of the show, I'm assuming? The category is 70s detective and cop shows. Okay, so I'm going to go it's just a camera. Just a camera is correct. Well done. Number four, item number four is Canon. Well, Canon is definitely a camera. Now, a cannon is a type of artillery. It's not a gun, per se. So I'm going to go just camera again. Just camera is your answer. I am sorry. Cannon was a television cop show of the 70s in addition to being a camera. Yes, camera. Sure. Now I'm remembering it. Yes. Yes, that would be uh, William Conrad, I believe. believe You are correct. My mother would be very disappointed in me. He then went on to play Nero Wolf. Uh, mm-hmm. later uh, detective type show uh, can I not give you the point there we're going to move on to number 5 on our list which would be Nikon well that is definitely a camera again Nikon is there a Nikon gun No, I, I, I'm sticking with just camera on this one sticking with just camera will get you the point well done 4 out of 5 we're going to move on to the second half of this that and the other with item number 6 Columbo Columbo was most definitely a 70s detective and cop show. Uh, I believe that is all it is. I don't think there's any cameras or guns under that name. No cameras, no guns, no justice, no peace. Columbo (laughs) is a detective show, correct? Oh, another point for you. Moving on to item seven, Beretta. Ah, Beretta is both a gun and a 70s detective cop show. Wouldn't surprise me if there is some connection there. I think those are the two. I don't think there is a Beretta camera, so I'm going to go gun and cop show. Gun and cop show is correct. Well done. Moving on to item number eight, we have Mauser. A Mauser. Uh, Not to be confused with the Mausers that live in our house. Uh, and are Mauser making a is... lot of noise right now. They might very well have been on the podcast already because I can hear them. I don't know if the microphone picked them up. <laughs> I cannot hear them, thankfully. Uh, a Mauser is definitely a gun. And that is it, to my knowledge. To your knowledge. Well, to my knowledge, too, because I'm giving you the point. And if I'm wrong, so be it. <laughs> uh, number nine on the list is Mannix. Mannix. Mannix was most definitely a 70s detective and cop show. And that's it. I'm going to go with that's it. And that's it indeed. One final item for you. McLeod. McLeod. Uh, Well, I don't recognize that as any of the three off the top of my head. McLeod, McLeod. Sounds like it could be a gun, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to go just 70s detective cop show. Just 70s detective cop show is your answer and that would of course be mr mcleod played by dennis weaver and that's it well done you get that point Yay. uh coincidentally there was a, a, a an actor on that show by the name of jd cannon so uh 
Another cannon reference. Cannon just wants to keep coming up. Uh, everything's coming up. Cannons for you. Nine points. Yeah. Cannonballed your way out of round one with a solid nine point score. How are you feeling now that you finally got uh, some hot seat time uh, for reals, for reals uh, under your belt? I feel pretty good. I feel pretty, pretty good. So, you know, most people uh, assume when we do any kind of trivia playing with our friends around here that you're doing most of the heavy lifting. And I, you know, just want to say. It's not all you. <laughs> it is not all me, and it's entirely all you uh, in terms of what we're doing today, because I'm just asking. Uh, but you know what? Uh, enough of me asking you nonsense. Enough of me uh, dictating what we're doing here. There's uh, one portion of every single one of these tournament shows that we've been doing where I turn the tables and allow my hot seat guests to uh, share a little bit of knowledge that they have discovered. So with that in mind... Uh, Sarah, my dear, what do you know? So, you know that on our honeymoon, we uh, enjoyed a little visit to a zoo and and spent some time with some penguins. And uh, so I thought it was appropriate to uh, let you know that a penguin once actually achieved knighthood. And uh, the penguin is the mascot of the King of Norway's guard. Uh, So it's a special figure in the country's military. And the knighting of this particular penguin named Nils Olav III as you name a penguin, I guess Nils Olav the first and second were not clearly up to snuff. But uh, he was knighted and has since also been promoted to a brigadier. Uh, wow. Not only knighted, <laughs> but promoted as well. That is a penguin with, uh, with goals. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Clearly, indeed. Well, excellent. Uh, I, am, uh, I am tickled pink that we've, we've gone with a penguin who has been knighted by the uh, Scottish. I looked up a little bit more about that after you uh, shared the fact with me and discovered that uh, Nils indeed is uh, represents the friendship between Norway and Scotland. And uh, mm-hmm. all, all I didn't know, I didn't even know they were, I didn't even know they were dating. I didn't know they were serious. <laughs> <laughs> now that you have told me that, we are going to move back into me. I don't, I, I don't like this, not, not asking questions. I'm going to ask questions. <laughs> All right, we've come to the portion of the game, which, of course, as you know, is the portion of the game I've yet to come up with a really catchy name for. It's the, the five questions where I ask you questions, and there are five of them, and uh, the points go from uh, first question being worth one point, second question, two points, third question is a very special question that could be worth up to three points. Fourth question. Well, that is going to be worth. Can you can you figure it out? I know you're very very smart. Five. Yes. Five. Five point. No, four points. And of course, <laughs> the final question of the round is worth five points. Again, still don't know what to call this section. If you have any I, ideas, I think you should call it uh, the round of five. Not that dissimilar from the game of five you once invented. Yeah, uh, I was thinking maybe the kitchen cinco. I don't know. I'll, I'll think of something here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anywho. Kick things off with that one-point question here. You have nine points, so let's see if we can get to double digits right out of the gate. Are you ready? Sure. (laughs) You sound so confident. Here is your one-point question. Uh, We're talking about, of course, the wonderful friendship between Scotland and Norway. As you know, Scotland is part of the United Kingdom. But if it were listed under the letter S on an alphabetical list of countries... There would be 21 countries on that list between Norway and Scotland. To get your one point, I need you to tell me the country that falls directly in the middle of those 21 in-between nations, 
according to Encyclopedia Britannica. Of world nations between Norway and Scotland. Yep, there are 21 nations in that list that fall alphabetically between Norway and Scotland. You give me the one that comes in at number 11 on that list. Okay, so we've got uh, the letters of O, P, Q, and R in between. There are a lot of countries, I feel like, that begin with P. And a few that begin with R. Not a whole lot with O and Q. I am going to... I could take all day. There's no way I'm going to name all 21 countries unless I can phone a friend to the kid in the room next door. So, uh, geography, not my strong suit. Not where our child got his skill set from. And I am just going to take a wild stab in the dark and go with Portugal. Portugal is your guess. A perfectly fine guess. It is indeed a country. Uh, starts with P. It does fall well. I mean, you'd be surprised. I've gotten some, some doozies over the years here. Uh, certainly falls in between there. Uh, yeah, uh, Norway is the uh, last of the N countries there. So nothing, uh, nothing after that on the list. You got, yeah, you got your, your Oman. That would be that would be an O. Uh, you got some S's in there too. You forget there's some S's in there. You know, you got your San Marinos, your Sao Tome and Principes, because they those come before the S C of Scotland. Uh, as it turns out, if you had just decided to go O P Q R S and pick the Q, you would have been dead center because Qatar is the oh. one that happens to fall right there in the middle. If Scotland were on the list, which it's not. So close yet so far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Qatar, Qatar, so far. It's like a little haiku or, or something, I don't know. <laughs> Not a haiku, but, you know, shut up, people. Can I give you the point? Nine points, nine points, still, nine points. Very good, very good score. Two points up for grabs with the two-point question. Here is that question. Sarah, in 1933, what university changed their school's nickname from the locals... Really clever nickname there, that. The Locals. To <laughs> the Penguins. To the Penguins. This would involve me knowing what school has a penguin mascot currently. Hmm. Let me think about this. Um, I believe there might only be one that I know of, and I don't even know if I'm making this up, and it's a minor league team of some sort, but I'm going to go with Youngstown. Youngstown is your answer. You just pulling that out your your. Uh, That's where I pull most of your, my trivia from. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to reference my wife's butt in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stop staring at my wife's butt. Um, well, the name of uh, this team, as I said, was the Locals. Very boring. Uh, a lot of schools back in the uh, 1930s were not creative with their nicknames. Uh, there were a huge bunch of teams that called themselves the Normals, which apparently meant teachers. And so if there were teachers' colleges, they were called the Normals. So, okay. uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, this school was uh, ready to play a basketball game, and the uh, water heater broke in their gym. And so both locker rooms were freezing cold. They came out, they were all shivering, and so they... Uh, Newspaper said, we should call them the Penguins from now on, and it kind of stuck. And all of that preamble to say that I'm giving you two points, because the correct answer, the only school in NCAA Division One to uh, call themselves the Penguins is Youngstown State. Youngstown is good enough for me. (laughs) I'm not going to quibble over a state. You knew it was a college. Two points for you. Well done. You are 
now at 11. 11 points. How are you feeling now that we've hit kind of like a, a midpoint here? I'm feeling okay so far. Yeah, you, you're embarrassing yourself. You were worried. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. And what is up next is another fun question that we're going to go to. That's right. It is our fungo. Three of a kind. There are three points on the table for you if you can get this question correct. Here's how it works. There are going to be three disparate clues. Each one of these clues is pointing towards the same singular answer. If you happen to guess the answer on the first clue and the first clue alone, I'll give you three points. If you need two clues, a little extra help to get that correct answer, two points. And if you need all three clues to get the correct answer, we're going to give you one point. Of course, if you get it wrong all three times, three strikes, you're out, and you get no points at all. But we don't even want to consider that as a scenario. We're going to think positive here. I will say that when I pinned these fungos, I kind of put one clue down that I thought was maybe a little bit easier than the other two, one that was kind of average, one that was a little bit more difficult than the other two. But I am not going to be the one to just assign easy, medium, and hard for you. I'm going to let you do that, but of course, randomly so. So from my random A, B, and C, which clue would you like to get first? I will go with B. B! I'll give you a chance to change it if you want. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Great. No, I am kidding. Here is clue B, television acres. Well, first thing that comes to mind would be uh, green, green acres. So uh, my first guess will be green. Green is your guess. You know, sometimes when you get the easy clue first, it makes it real easy to get it right. You have chosen wisely. Three points for you. The correct answer is indeed green. Hey, it could have been could have been a lot harder. Uh, Canadian Tom was what was a clue. A little okay, more difficult there. A little bit. A little bit. And the party of Hawkins was the other clue. Ooh, that I would not have gotten. <laughs> well, I, I, yes, if you. I definitely got the easy one first. So I'm. If uh, anyone had opened up their ballot and seen the green party there, uh, Hawkins is running on the green ticket. So yes. Right. The party of Hawkins would be the Green Party. Never mind. You didn't have to deal with those tougher clues. You got the easy one. You got the three points. Huzzah, 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 huzzah. 14 points for you. You are cooking with gas in a big way. And we are going to move on to the two most lucrative questions of this Cinco de Maso. No, that doesn't work either. No. Uh, eventually, <laughs> I'll come up with something. Uh, here is your four-point question. Good luck. And here we go. Sarah, what musician inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2014, played the accordion as a child, and has had both of his hips replaced after years of performing backflips on stage. A musician who does backflips on stage and played the accordion as a child and has had their hips replaced. Backflips on stage. There's a musician who does backflips? Let me think about this. Uh, and played the accordion and had to have his hips replaced. I have no earthly idea. Nothing is coming to me. Backflips on stage. Who can actually do a backflip that's a musician? I can't even envision anyone doing this. Um, strange people are coming to mind, but I don't believe I've ever seen them do a backflip like Steven Tyler. From Aerosmith, I think they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I don't remember when they were inducted. Backflips on stage, and they were inducted. Oh, for crying out loud! The only person I can think of that's 
old Polly has had hip replacements is uh, and did some sort of gymnastics on stage would be either like Jerry Lee Lewis or Chuck Berry. So I'm going to go, and I don't know when either of them were inducted into the Hall of Fame. It would be a shame if they didn't get inducted until 2014. I don't know. I'm, I'm grasping at straws here. I'm going to go with Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis, perhaps perhaps thinking that, uh, you know, with all those backflips, he'd sometimes bang his crotch on the floor of the stage and his balls would catch on fire, <laughs> inspiring him to come up with his greatest hit song of all time. No, uh, <laughs> no, unfortunately, can I not give you the points? That is not the correct answer here. I don't even know if that was going to be the, the thing that got you there. Uh, this is one of them questions. We're perhaps thinking back to uh, my through lines and how I like to go back to follow from A to B to C to D. Uh, This would be someone who went into the Rock and Hall of Fame, not as an individual, but as part of a group. He was part of this group for a good 30 years when inducted into the Hall of Fame, although he also performed with Neil Young and Crazy Horse and with Lou Reed and had a solo career. He is part of the E Street Band, and his name is Nils Lofgren. Oh, I would never have come up with Nils Lofgren. So sorry. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Nils, of course, the name of our... Royal Penguin, Regal Penguin. Yes, yes. Now it's coming together. Yes. Nils Lofgren. Uh, he uh, he yeah, used to used to do backflips on stage and and go figure had to stop. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Not a clue in the world. Well, fourteen points yeah, is still I'm okay. Not knowing that one. <laughs> <laughs> one question left in this round. It's the big one. It's going to be worth five points if you can get it right. We'll see if. You can. It is sort of a sports question. Ugh. Sort of. Not entirely. Okay. Here, here is this question. In 2016, while the Pittsburgh Penguins were busy winning the Stanley Cup, this other NHL city was busy building the largest penguin conservation center in the United States... A 33,000-foot facility. In what city can you find this award-winning exhibition? Ironically, the hockey team that plays in this city has not made the playoffs since the facility opened. Oh, God. Hockey of all sports, too. The one I probably know the least about. Uh, they have the, a giant penguin facility and subsequently a somewhat crappy hockey team. Hmm. Well, I know it's not Philly, because I believe I would have heard of that, and I do believe they have made the playoffs since then, as have the Bruins in Boston. So I'm going to have to go and figure out a random guess for a city that has not made the playoffs since 2016 and loves penguins. Uh, Hmm. Let's think. I think the West Coast is a big marine biology area, so I might lean towards the West Coast. And uh, maybe I'll go uh, San Jose. San Jose is your answer. Uh, So the name of this facility is the Polk, P-O-L-K, Polk Penguin Conservation Center. And uh, it was state-of-the-art. It won awards when it was uh, opened because it had such... uh, I mean, we're talking 
75 to 80 penguins living there of emperor penguins gentoos rock hoppers they got such a variety of breeds and you can you can watch them online apparently except well you could watch them online uh except the company that built the facility uh messed up the drainage systems and so in january of this year they had to shut the facility down for repairs and move all of the penguins into the old penguin uh exhibit and they've been slumming it construction's not going well because of uh all the shenanigans with quarantining and stuff so uh one of these days these penguins themselves will be able to get back into their home which is in the fine city of hockey town usa detroit michigan ah Detroit. Well, friend to penguins. Friend to penguins. Not a city I'll be checking out anytime soon, though, I have to say. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Maybe for the uh, penguins I would go. <laughs> incidentally, Detroit 0-3 against the penguins this year. Uh, <laughs> it's like, they love penguins, just not the ones that, are, that, that wear skates. Uh, well, 14 points is where you are right now, and that could be the end of it, but that's not how this game works. Nene, one twist remaining. Anyone who's been listening to the show this season knows what that twist is. We have one question left, and it is called the guillotine. We got the guillotine. You know how this works, Sarah. There's going to be one question before you. One answer required. If you get it right, I will double your score instantly on the spot. No questions asked, and happily so. If you get it wrong, hey, no harm, no foul. Your score will stay the same. You'll walk out of here with your 14 points intact, and your head will still be connected to the rest of your body. However, there's always a however. If either you do not give an answer, or you give an answer that is completely wackadoodle and not part of the category I've uh, asked you, so no sandbagging, or what is most likely to occur if this is going to occur is that if you give the wrong answer that I have preordained as the guillotine answer, then it is off with your head, and your score will be chopped in half. Screams of terror, screams of terror. You don't seem that that terrified. Uh, <laughs> now I'm getting the look. Uh, <laughs> are you ready for your guillotine questione? Oh, sure. Let's go. Here is that question, Sarah. What Atlantic hurricane was the costliest to the United States in terms of physical property damage? With those numbers being normalized for inflation, I need the name of the hurricane in the Atlantic, which cost the most in terms of repairing the damage that it caused, with the caveat that those price figures have been adjusted for inflation. Oof. Okay, so there are two major hurricanes that come to mind. So I am assuming one is probably the answer, and one is the guillotine. So let me think about this. Uh, what comes to mind is, of course, Katrina, and the other being Andrew. Um, and I remember both very vividly, having lived through Andrew and watched Katrina, thankfully, from afar, but knowing some people who were affected. And I feel like, oh, adjusted is where it's throwing me. 
is it Andrew or is it Katrina? And there's another one that's popping into mind, but I don't think it did as much damage as the one more recently, whose name I'm actually forgetting that hit Puerto Rico. I, and I feel like Andrew hit Florida pretty hard, but it only hit a small section of Florida, I feel like. Whereas Katrina really did some wider spread damage. Oh, I'm going to regret probably whatever I say, I feel like. But I am going to go with Katrina. Katrina is your answer. So as many of you have figured out, if you've been listening to this guillotine question and this season and the tournament and everything, um, most of the guillotine questions have to do essentially with lists. Uh, It's just... uh, clever way as i pat myself on the back ow ow my ow my arm the the muscles uh it's just it's just a different way of doing a list question so generally speaking i'm asking you to give me what's number one on the list and the guillotine answer in nearly every situation is going to be what's number three on the list close enough where conceivable but you know not the correct answer so if you were to take inflation completely out of the mix this one would be right up there at the top uh at number two on the list uh so the guillotine answer which i will reveal to you now is a recent one and that would of course be superstorm sandy ah see i thought superstorm sandy did not count as a hurricane Oh, it most certainly did in terms of uh, as long as it hit hurricane status at some point, it's a hurricane. There you go. Very Uh, undeniable. I knew that did a lot of damage around here, so. uh, Which is why. uh, But I took it out because they don't refer to it as Hurricane Sandy. They refer to it as Superstorm Sandy. So there you go. More than just a hurricane. (laughs) Saved me. (laughs) Yes, indeed. That was uh, that caused seventy three point five billion dollars worth of damage adjusted for inflation our number two on the list was 106 billion dollars when adjusted for inflation number one on the list 116.9 billion dollars uh, when adjusted so yeah you did a lot of damage here you certainly were debating between the one and two on this list here uh question is will it be the one that you drove through in the wrong direction, I might add. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> Drove right uh, into Andrew. <laughs> or is it the other one? Uh, I'm just holding for suspense here. The correct answer and number one on the list is Katrina. No waves for you. We're going to double yes. your score. You are going to lock in in this wonderful, wonderful episode. Uh, an exhibition of uh, your talents and trivia knowledge with 28 points. Take that, Kintad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I what, will take what, my what? 28 points proudly. <laughs> what, Kintad's not going to come back? I mean... <laughs> I said it, not you. You're safe. Uh, but I will give you an opportunity to say whatever you, you'd like to say. Yeah, the floor, as they say, is yours. Uh, Don't have much let me to have say. It. Otherwise, that would it would have been as a Florida girl raised in South Florida to not get the hurricane question right would have been embarrassing. Um, I'd have to be disowned at that point. So uh, I'm pretty pr- pretty proud of myself right now that I got that one right. That I did okay. I didn't embarrass myself. All is good. And uh, I got to go start dinner because I'm starving. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for being in the hot seat, Han. Thanks for having me. It was uh, 
not as hot as I thought it was going to be. Again, that uh, Florida upbringing paid off. Well, <laughs> you know, there's so much I could say right now, but every single thing I could say would get me into trouble. So I'm just going to cut bait right here. Thank you so much for playing. Thank you all out there for listening. If you would like to join our Hot Seat community on Facebook, that is Beat My Guest the Fans Hot Seats. If you would like to contribute to the cause to keep me out of her hair because it keeps me occupied with this podcast, please, please do so. She deserves it. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Beat My Guest. That's all we got for this week. We'll be back next time around with the continuation of the turn. Until then. Thank you for listening. Take care and bye bye. Happy anniversary, huh? Happy anniversary. Did you beat our guest or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPop. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. This is absolutely not in the Mark Goodson Bill Cogman production.